You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. Praise God, you see it in your Bible in Acts chapter 18. Amen. How many of you were here this morning? Now, if you didn't get to be here this morning, I understand sometimes we get busy, but uh, just prepare ahead of time for next week and make sure you get to the morning sessions. And the reason is because we spend a lot of time in some powerful word, and I want to make sure everybody's on the same page. As I've said before, Sunday mornings, we take time to look at the word line upon line, precept upon precept. The purpose of it is to cause faith to rise in our hearts so that we can be empowered to walk in what God's called us to do. Because we are more than just a religious denomination. I said we're more than just a religious denomination. Christianity is not just a religion. What religion are you? What faith are you? No, every, every non-God, non-Jesus, non-creation, non-Holy Spirit filled, non-anything uh, that's not birthed by God, any form of dead religion, is a construct of Satan to distract us from God's original plan. It'll help you understand why people say, well, you know, there's so many different religions, there's different ways to God. Now, Jesus was clear on that. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He didn't even say a way. He said, I am the way. That, now, now, well, you're telling me if you don't know Jesus, then you're not getting to heaven? Well, which heaven do you want to go to? Buddha doesn't have a heaven. You name anything out there. No, Jesus, the Bible says that it was in him and through him all things were created. So the one that created all things has the privilege of saying, I'm the way. Yes. You know, you're not going to debate. It's not like I arrive later and say, come on now. We, you know, I, I, got, I want part of the market. No, he is the way. He is the truth. And he is the life. We need to renew our minds then and don't be embarrassed about it because there is only one God. There is only one God. People say, yeah, but, you know, my God's also God and we use the same name for him. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's, we're still serving the same God. Our God even, you know, came from uh, back, back Abraham's children and all of that. Hang on. If, we, if we're serving the same God, I just need to ask one question. Does he have a son? Your God? No. No, then we're not talking about the same person. Amen. Either he has a son or he doesn't. We can't have this. My God has a son. Yours one doesn't, but he's the same person. <laughs> Either he has a son or he doesn't. If he doesn't, he has the thing. Paul spoke about, this, about the devil being the God of this world. Now, what does he mean by that? God's way is the way, the truth, the life. Now, that means... The way God designed the whole thing to work. He understands, he knows how all things work. 
and knowing how all things work. It's like when you buy a, a, a vehicle, say a motor car. Uh, have you noticed that comes with a manual? Sometimes we buy something from the shop and then we take it out and we want to put the whole thing together. Oh, this goes, yeah. Oh, this goes there. Oh, this goes there. And you go, where's this go? Does it go here? Does it go? Read the book. The man took the time to write the book. Now, who wrote the book? The man who designed it. He knows how it works. And then he put it in the book. This is how you put it together. Seems to me the best thing would be to, you know, I don't have time to read that. No, no. That's why the thing's broken. That's why it's not working the way it's supposed to. You thought you had it together, started it up and went in pieces all over the place. Well, what happened? Well, you didn't use it properly. You follow the manual, you'll get the results that the car, the vehicle, the object, whatever you're using, however it was designed, is because the manual's telling you this is how it works. Thou shalt not put water in the petrol tank. Now, but water's cheaper. Okay. Put water in the tank. Let's see how that goes. And you know the funny thing is, when you put water in the petrol tank, you can actually start the car and you can drive it away. Yeah. You, know, you see? You're right. Wait till you're going down the highway and you gun that thing and next moment, bam! Now you have a seized engine. I wonder how that happened. Oh, the car was going fine until now. So what does the enemy do? God created everything. He says, these are the things that will kill you. The wages of sin is death. It's not if you do this, I'll knock your head off. It, it's, it doesn't rule by fear. He's a God of love. The goodness of God leads men to repentance. So, but he's as a loving father saying, these are the things that will kill you. These are the things that will bless you. So now you have a system that works. So the anti-Christ, the one that's anti the anointing. See, the anointing is what empowers us. The anointing is what enables us. It's the anointing that gives us what we need. So to stop that from working, I have to get you away from the anointing. So the best would be to totally turn the thing around and say, worship me as the devil. I'm speaking as if though the devil, he's, he wants to get you totally off the anointing. He'll say, worship me. But you notice he never shows up in a red suit with a pitchfork and, and, and horns and say, come follow me. People don't fall for that. Now, some people think if by serving the devil, they're going to get some kind of power, but it's going to cost. There's a huge cost. You must remember the devil is a liar. If he opens his mouth, he's lying. Even if he quotes scripture, he's abusing it, he's twisting it, he's distorting it. Now, there are people that will do that, but the majority of people will say never. Even unsafe people. So he has to present you with something. So we begin with the truth. And so he'll start taking little things away. Like, uh, do you really believe 
in, in praying in tongues? You know, do, do you really need that? Well, no, I don't really need that. Okay. Okay. How about if we, if we decide, you know, we, we, don't, we don't sing in tongues. We don't, you know, you don't play musical instruments. You okay with that? Oh, you don't have to have that. Now, baptism. You know, if you're baptized or not, it's really just serving Jesus. You don't really need to get baptized. Okay. See, if someone doesn't know the word, then they say, okay. He clicks it away. See, he's heading for no God. But he's, he's, he's slowly taking things away. Okay. What about if Jesus didn't really exist? It's really just a, uh, a fable. It's just, you know, a metaphor. No, 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 no. Jesus really, no, he, he did. He, you know, there was a Jesus. He did rise from dead. Okay. One click back. There's a new religion. All the power has been taken out of it. But now you have a new religion. Now for some people, no, there wasn't a Jesus. He was just a good prophet. And he'll keep going. Are you with me? What about if, if, if he was just a created angel? And there are people that will buy into that. And there's another religion. So he's strolling. Every, every single religion. That's why sometimes you can see a religion. There is some element that looks like, yeah, but we also believe that. Because it has to have some, a counterfeit has to have some resemblance to the original. Otherwise, it's not a counterfeit. Uh, has anybody ever seen a counterfeit 500 rand note? <laughs> You'd laugh at it because it doesn't exist. Or a 54 rand note. You know, there's 50 rand, but I'll give you a 47. Then I don't need to do change. No, there's no such thing as a 47 rand note. Isn't that right? Because you've got to have the original. It's got to look original. It's got to look, you've got to be, have a very a trained eye sometimes to pick up the counterfeit. So how do you train your eye to that? How do you pick up on that? It's when you are aware of the truth. Only when you know the truth do you pick up the counterfeit. Otherwise they can tell you anything. Someone says, do you believe God does this? And if we don't know the word, you don't know what the truth is. You go, well, it makes sense. I suppose, you know, is God good? Do we serve a good God? And a good God wouldn't send people to hell. You see, that, that's the next step. Now, if you didn't know the truth that God's not sending anyone to hell, it's our own sin that sent us to hell. Jesus paid the price to get you out of hell. But you still have the choice to reject that. And if you reject that, then God, you're saying, I don't want God. Well, then you can't come into my heaven. You can't have heaven without God. I'm, I'm gonna, I want to go to heaven, but I don't want God to be there. No, He's there. So if you don't want God, He says, okay, well, then you need to go where I'm not. You chose to go, not God. So he's still good. How do I know he's good? Because if you call on his name, he'll take you like that. So he's not sending people to hell. See now, when you have the spirit of truth, 
You know that. So you're not deceived by false religion. So this whole system of false religion was designed so that we don't access the anointing. The word speaks about someone who has a form of godliness, but deny the power. Now, whenever we talk about power, we're talking about the person of the Holy Spirit. Acts 10.38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power and went about doing good, healing all who were sick and oppressed the devil for God was with him. Who God? The Holy Spirit. He is the anointing in your life. That's Christ. That's what made Jesus Christ. It's what made Jesus the anointed one because he had the anointing, the Holy Spirit with him. Hallelujah. And so it is only in the effectiveness of the Holy Spirit. You can have a form of godliness. You can have a religious motivation, religious, and go through all the rituals. You know when to stand. You know when to sit. You know when to do. You know when to fall. You know when to light. You know when to clap. You know when... You follow the rules, man. But deny the power. And that's where... The enemy succeeds, but not in this house. I said, not in this house, because we're done with religion. Because we know the one who's the anointed one. I said, we know the anointed one. And yeah, we see somebody who was teaching the word, Acts 18, we read it this morning. Remember Apollos, a Jew, he was born at Alexandria, an eloquent man, mighty in the scriptures, came to Ephesus. And he had been instructed in the way of the Lord. So this is a Jew who's now been born again. And he's now teaching what he knows from the scripture. Fervent in spirit, he taught accurately the things of the Lord, though he knew only the baptism of John. So he had an element of the truth, which was correct, was accurate, but you notice when, Aquila, when Aquila, Aquila, when Aquila and Priscilla heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. So there is a way to be right. But I don't just want to be right. I want the power. And when he desired to cross to Achaia, the brethren wrote, exhorting the disciples to receive him. And when he arrived, he greatly helped those who believed through grace. Why? Because he vigorously refuted the Jews publicly, showing from the scriptures that Jesus is the anointed one. He showed them the anointing is alive. Up to that point, he just taught doctrine. Now, family of God, you know doctrine is important. Even Paul said, study to show yourself approved. But God never saved us to get our doctrine right. I don't know if I can fellowship with those people. They don't believe like I believe. Do you believe Jesus is raised from the dead? Then we are brothers. Now, we can discuss things. Have you noticed that there are different ways of doing things? Some people agree on certain ways. Some people agree on that way. Others want to do it this way. Well, which one's right? 
You notice nowhere in the Bible does it say what color the curtains have to be. What color the walls have to be. We, we, you'll be amazed what people will get upset about. Uh, obviously, over time, we've done, gone through different phases. There were times we had curtains on all around the walls. Our, our first building that we had, that we used, uh, that we got for ourselves, I mean, we had curtains all the way around. So then you move in here, and there's no more curtains. I mean, where are the curtains? It's like, we, we're different now. It's, it's like bigger. You know what? how many curtains we would need in here? And then over time, you change the color. And they say, what happened? I like the color now. You know, it just doesn't feel the same. There's nothing in the scriptures that says thou shalt use black or thou shalt use blue or thou shalt. Come on, are you with me? There are certain things. Yeah, the Holy Spirit may lead us and we say, okay, we're going to do it in a certain way. If I'm confused, I'm not sure where do we, do we go left or right? And he says, I preferred if you went right. Okay, let's go right. But sometimes he says, what do you want? Isn't that right? There's times when we've taken our children when they were little and to go and shop for them. Now, most of the time you buy the clothes they need and want, but sometimes you say, which one do you want? Well, I'm going to get you one of these, but which color do you want? You let them choose because they're going to wear it. God does give you the ability to make decisions for what you want. Isn't that right? The point I'm making through that is we've got to be very cautious that what God gives us is the Word of God so that we have to guide us and lead us to make wise and accurate decisions, but we don't want to take things that normally we think now, well, that's what made a great service, and that becomes our religion. That becomes our tradition. Wow, the Holy Spirit moved tonight. Well, what did we do? Okay, let's do that next week. No, that's not necessarily going to work next week. And if we're not aware of that, we can get into a situation where we sit through a service and think, well, it just wasn't the same as last week, was it? The power was, yeah, last week, but I don't know where the power was this week. No, you determine what power. I said, you determine. You determine. This morning we looked at the wound with the issue of blood. The anointing was present to heal all and people were touching him and nothing was happening. It wasn't like Jesus was a supercharged person. You just went near him like, whoa, Jesus. (laughs) That that didn't happen to everybody. You know, otherwise you'd have like people walking. No, don't touch that man. I mean, you touch him. But there was one that said, if I touch him. And she came with that expectation and the anointing flowed and Jesus didn't even have to release it. Hallelujah. So, We want the power of God. We want that anointing to flow in our lives. We need to be aware and be willing to receive the Holy Spirit. Everybody say, receive the Holy Spirit. We saw that in Acts chapter 19. It happened while Apollos was at Corinth. Paul, having passed through the upper region, came to Ephesus and finding some disciples born again. Therefore, they have the Holy Spirit. And he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Now, sometimes people think that they got born again and then you only get the Holy Spirit later. No, the only way you can be born again is by the power of God. So he's not asking, did you get the Holy Spirit? Did you receive the Holy Spirit? So you can get something, but not accept it. Eternal life is available to everyone. Anybody can call on the name of the Lord. Only when you receive it are you born again. 
And they said, we don't even know there's a Holy Spirit. Praise God. Thank God for His grace. Amen. You don't have to know. He just get, you call on the name of the Lord, you're saved. Now that same Holy Spirit is within you. Verse 3. And he said to them, into what then were you baptized? They said, into John's baptism. See, that's the same level that we had in that other man. Now, Paul says, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him. That is on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. The Holy Spirit came upon them. So the same Holy Spirit that was in them then came upon them. There is a subsequent experience. And that's that subsequent experience that I want to press into. Remember the word says that John baptized with water. I baptize you with fire. There's a baptism of the Holy Spirit. And that presence of the Holy Spirit, that anointing is available for you today. Jesus said in John chapter 14, if you love me, keep my commandments. I'll pray the Father. He'll give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. Who's he talking about? The spirit of truth. Who's that? That's the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. Now he's talking to the disciples before they saved. You are saved and you have the Holy Spirit in you. Say that I have the Holy Spirit in me as a born again child of God. The very anointing of God, the Holy Spirit dwells within my heart. Verse 26, when the help of the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you how many? All things. Bring to your remembrance how many? All things I said to you. Your memory is not relying on your physical brain cells. If we trust the Holy Spirit, He will remind you of things. See, He didn't say your brain. What, let's keep reading. John chapter 16, verse 13. However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth. For He will not speak of His own authority. Whatever He hears, He will speak. He will tell you things to come. So yeah, we see the Holy Spirit reminding you of what we taught. He'll guide you into truth and He'll show you what's to come. How's that going to happen? 1 Corinthians 2 verse 16. He who has, who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him. So that was the old covenant understanding. Who could possibly know the mind of God? But Paul says, we have the mind of Christ. We have the, the mind of? Of? Translate and meditate. The mind of? The anointed one. You have the mind of the anointing, of that anointing. The Holy Spirit's in you. You have the same mind. I said you have the same mind. I didn't say the same brain. The same mind. 
See, sometimes we rely too much on our brain. Well, I don't know how to do that. Or I don't know how to figure that out. And sometimes we feel inadequate because our mind can't recall things quick enough. But even Jesus said that uh, to the disciples, there, some of you are going to be called up in front of magistrates. They're going to try and charge you with crimes. But don't even think about it now. Don't worry about what to say. Because when you are in front of them, you will know what to say. See, how, how many of you have ever, you, you're about to go see somebody, it's really serious. You go, maybe you've got to sort something out. Maybe it's, you've got to answer for something, whatever. How many of you had, how many of you had that speech? You, 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 you've, you've made the speech already 30, 40 times. And every time you say it, you edit it a bit. And then and you add another sentence. And, and you know exactly if they say this, then I will say that. And have you ever been through that process? And then you get to talk to them and nothing happens. Like it, it wasn't like you planned at all. It, come on, have you know what I'm talking about? It, it goes totally in a different direction. So what was all that planning for, all that speech writing, all that editing, all that time wasted... Just stop worrying about it. Stop trying to figure it out. You know, but if I buy now, then that could happen. But, you know, also that, that person says, and if you don't make the decision today, then you know, it'll never happen again. And, but if I know I saw this one, and like, you see, Jesus said, don't worry. Do not worry. Do not worry. Like when I talk about meditating, someone says, I don't know how to meditate. Do you ever worry? You know how to meditate. You're meditating on the negative. So you understand. You do know how to meditate. But now change what you're meditating on. So what am I going to meditate on? I'm going to receive the spirit of wisdom. Because when you gave your life to Jesus, how many of you believe you are the righteousness of God? How many of you believe you've been sanctified? How many of you believe you've been redeemed? Well, look what it says in verse 30 of 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 30. Of him you are in the anointed one, Jesus, who became for us wisdom of God, wisdom from God, and righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. So in your righteousness, in your sanctification, in your redemption, you receive the wisdom that comes from God. Not even what you've learned through experience. Not what you've learned from your parents. Not what you've learned from university. It's the wisdom that comes from God. So if somebody asks you, do you know how to do X, Y, or Z? Your answer is, you do. Because we're looking for someone. We're prepared to pay big money for it. Well, I, I know how to do that. Now, I'm not talking be stupid, you know, like, I know how to do brain surgery. Because they're still going to check your credentials. Amen. You still want to develop the skill. But the point is, don't disqualify yourself from being a brain surgeon. If that's in your heart to do it. Don't let it be said, well, I, I just don't have the brain for that. Maybe your brain doesn't fit there, but you have the wisdom of God. And you put your mind, if you know God's called you to do that, He will show you what to do. 
He'll reveal it to you. Amen. And so we need to receive this mind. Receive it. Don't just count your, your, your don't just, uh, I've seen it too often. You start explaining something to someone and it's like above their pay grade is what you, the, the term used. You, know? it's like you can see as you start explaining, the eyes glaze. And you can tell, you're just, you're talking in tongues now, and, they, and, and you can see they're not computing. But what I need to do is, so hang on now. Maybe if you just stop at this point, you, what you explain to me, my brain's not getting to, but I do want to understand it. I believe I have the mind of Christ. Amen. And you trust the Holy Spirit. And I've had things that happened to me where I didn't know what to do. And we've been looking at it. When we moved into this building, there was an engineering issue that we needed to sort out. And all the engineers involved, our project manager, everybody here said they, 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 this thing needs to be done. They don't know how to solve it. And it's, and it's big time. And they were discussing, they were kind of brainstorming. What if we did this? And what if we did that? What if we did it this way? And they're going, it's not going to be done. But I knew we had to do it that way. And I said, you know what? I do believe the Holy Spirit has the answer. So why don't we just park our brains now and let's trust Him for wisdom. And as we went home, I passed the building we were in at the time. And I looked at that building and I said, God, I can do five of those like this now. See, my faith had expanded. And now, what about this one? And the Lord spoke to my heart. He says, the same faith. It's the same faith. I don't care if it's bigger than you've ever handled before. See, you may have faith for a thousand rand project, but if you got faith for a thousand rand project, you do know how to expand that to become faith for a million rand project. How many have enough faith for a thousand rand? Well, how many have enough faith for a million rand? What about... You see... You start talking billion, you count a lot of people out. Oh, I just don't see that. I don't see how that's possible. No, if we want to do what God's called us to do, we're not even, we're not even talking about a billion flow. You know that it takes billions to run a city? It takes billions to run a country. We're running the nation of God, family. We are representing the nation of God. And if it takes a city, if it takes a country to, to billions, and we, God told us that we will be a great nation and we will bless nations and nations will look at us and say, you are a blessed nation, means we're operating above their level. So just park that little brain. That's used to just getting groceries and milk and getting enough for the rent. And say, I have the mind of Christ. And I went and I lay before the Lord and I was just praying in tongues, praying in tongues. Lord, I believe I know what to do. You know what to do. If Jesus walked through that building right now in his bone and flesh body and walked up here and said, who's got the biggest problem they don't know how to solve? And you put your hand up, just tell me your problem. And you tell him, he goes, oh, I'm sorry. Anybody else? Can I help you? Do you think you have a problem he doesn't know how to solve? Or does he know exactly what your problem? He already knows your solution, isn't that right? He's already in your solution. He's in your tomorrow. 
He knows what's coming and he knows the answer. So ask him. He's going to tell you. And as I was praying in the Spirit, Lord, I know what to do. I believe I know what to do. I have your mind. And like that, it dropped. Came in the next day, I said, I want all the engineers there. Came and explained it to them. This is what we need to do. They looked at me, looked at each other. That'll work. Now, I'm not an engineer. And the engineers couldn't come up with it. But you see, the Holy Spirit did. It's His church. I said, it's His church. Have you ready to upgrade? See, don't rely. You still, as I say, you still have to understand. I mean, I still have to know the word to preach on Sunday. I don't just get up and say, I hope I've got something to speak on. No, <laughs> there's preparation, there's training. You, you want to upgrade your skills. You want to understand your product. You want to know how, if you're going to sell a product, know what it is. Know how it works. So up your skills. But there's that supernatural. That's that anointing that sets you apart from anybody else in your field. And that's the anointing that will take you from the pit to the palace. Joseph never went to school. He had no training in running a government. And yet in one day, he comes up with a plan. By the Holy Spirit. He had the mind of Christ. Before we knew him as Christ. And he said, this is what we need to do. And Pharaoh said, well, then you run it. And just like that, he was given the second in charge. Everybody answers to this man. You only answer to me. Have you ready to do that? See, that's what we're talking about here. Is that this anointing will set you apart from everybody else that thinks they know what to do. But you have to receive it. Receive it. Be expectant of it. That means you take time with the Holy Spirit. Fellowship with Him. Without faith it is possible to please God. He who comes to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those who? There it is. Diligently seek Him. You need to have that contact point in order to receive that wisdom. Amen. Have you know everything? Now, that was almost everybody. I think it's still something. What? Everybody put their hands up. I'm, you see, get this message and go listen to it again. Uh, you see, you may not have it in your brain, but you do have it in your mind. You, you do know your mind is separate to your brain. Your brain helps you with the producing the mind into the natural world. That's your interface connection. But when you die... Your brain will be left somewhere and worms will eat it and you will be with the Lord with your mind. Hallelujah. I don't have time to teach that. This is, you, you all, I've taught enough on that. So your mind knows everything. Why? Because you have the mind of the anointed one. Same mind. Same mind as the anointed one. So now, just pray in the Spirit so that your brain can access it. 
Hallelujah. Let's stand up on our feet. Lift your hands before God. Now, if you have the Holy Spirit in you, would you lift your hands? So I don't need to lay hands on you. You don't need the Holy Spirit from me. There is a place for that. Paul laid hands on them and then the Holy Spirit came upon them. Amen. But the Holy Spirit's already in you. And if you're willing to receive, you'll receive him right now. So get ready for it. Right there where you are in all of our campuses as well. Just raise your hands before God. Say this with me. I have the mind of Christ. Christ has become for me wisdom. The very wisdom of God. The wisdom that comes from God. The Holy Spirit who knows the mind of our Father who created all things. Who knows how everything works. There's nothing new under the sun. Anything that ever exists first came out of the mind of God. So He knows how it all operates. And if He knows how it all operates, the Holy Spirit knows how all things operate. Jesus said, He only speaks what He's heard. And that same Holy Spirit lives in me. The one who knows how this entire universe works lives in me. I have universe understanding wisdom in me. I have the mind of the anointed one. His anointing enables me to know all things, to know everything that God knows. And so Holy Spirit, I receive you tonight. I receive that anointing. I receive your mind. That anointing illuminates my mind as I meditate on your word, as I pray in the spirit, as I listen to my inner man. You bring that wisdom to my brain, to the surface where I'm aware of it, where I know what that wisdom is. I know what to do. I know what to do. I know what it takes to be an expert in my field. I know what it takes. And I know how to do it. Sometimes I'm going to do something. I'm going to be shocked. I'm going to, where did that come from? And my boss, my manager, those who can promote me. God's going to promote me through that person. They're going to look at me and be amazed. How did you know that? I'm going to look at them. I didn't even know. But it's there. I do know. I know now. You're going to be shocked. So I'm going to be shocked by what I know. I will surprise myself because I have the mind of Christ. It's no longer me. It's not what I know. It's not I who lives. It's the anointed one 
It's his anointing that lives in me. I am anointed. I have the mind of Christ. I have the wisdom of the anointed one. And I receive it today in the name of Jesus. There it is. Receive it, receive it, receive it, receive it, receive it. Some of you need a plan for a new business and he's downloading it now. If you can just open your heart right now, don't let your mind get in the way. Don't let your brain get in the way. Open your heart, open your mind. Holy Spirit's downloading. You need to know what to do. It's there. There it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. You have an anointing from the Holy One. You're anointed. You're anointed. 